All right. Welcome to the Walking Together podcast. Uh, this is uh, just a group of pastors that get together and we talk about stuff. This week, I think we're going to dig into uh, what do you do during a dry season when you don't have the ability to dig in like you would usually dig in or life kind of dictates to you um, what you got in front of you and how do you stay connected um, keep a, a solid relationship with God so it's just me and Nick here right now uh, Kyle Kyle has uh, has the baby with him today and um, he just ate so he's burping him so Kyle might jump back in in a minute but uh to help you understand what a dry season means, means like when, when you're not able to maybe pray as long as you're used to, or maybe spend as much time in the word or maybe, or, or there's multiple sides to, I think a dry season or what people experience. And so what we mean by dry season is just when, um, you feel like life is dictating, I think more than, and you and you don't hear or see God, maybe, um, and things feel dry. Life can be crazy, man. I got so we've got four kids. Um, you guys are getting ready to have three. Life is just uh, it can be chaotic sometimes. We've got like we're we're kicking off homeschooling today. So like Austin's at home. Um, I'm getting ready to go check on her when we're done with this. Make sure she hasn't choked any kids, <laughs> but. Um, you know, you've got like, like this morning, for example, I, I used to, um, you know, for as long when I can, I try to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning, beat the rest of the family up by at least an hour so that I can use that time as quiet time to read, study, pray, connect with God and listen. Um, you have seasons where, uh, like right now, um, our older two boys are doing cross country with the, uh, with the homeschool group over in Wilmington. And we have to wake up at five and I have to wake them up right after I wake up at five and take them to Wilmington to be able to run at six thirty. So that morning time, I'm not going to wake up before five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, that whole and and it was funny. I say that, but God woke me up at three o'clock in the morning this 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 morning. So, uh, how do you uh, how do you take seasons like that? And uh, you know, sometimes you don't even have the ability to be intentional about setting time aside because it's just life dictating that. Um, so, what are some things that you do, Nick? Uh, some things I've experienced is. In, when you're in those transition times, don't limit God by like, well, God can only speak to me at five o'clock. God can only, I can only have this meditation or, or quiet time during this time. And sometimes you get, you get a structure and a schedule and, and, and I'm uh, bad for it. You get in almost this machine like rhythm and you're like, yeah. And then, you know, a wrench gets, thrown in your bicycle, so to speak. And, and you're like, well, what do I do now? And you get hung up so much on trying to get back that you miss what's happening in front of you. And maybe like you said, that quiet time is 
is part of your drive to Wilmington and being able to do it with your boys or part of running. Um, I know for me, like my wife's pregnant and her energy and nauseation, um, she's not able to do as much as she normally does. And instead of me getting frustrated about, well, I don't have the hour to work out and the hour to spend with God like I used to because my wife's helping me so much that now I need to, I need to transition. I don't need to get hung up on, I can only meet God in this place or I can only connect with God while I'm doing this thing. And just being prayerful through that, I think God will show you like, I can, I can get quiet with you in different ways. And it might not even look like it's, it's going to be quiet time. You might be doing something, uh, but I can meet you anywhere. And I think that helps me. And another thing would be to tell people, like, don't be humiliated or feel lesser than because you have to admit, like, I don't, I don't have the time I used to have, or I haven't, or being able to admit, I haven't been able to be as obedient as, as I feel like I should have. And because when you have other people praying for you, uh, you, you never realize the impact that has and how God hears those things and God will start to work, you know? Absolutely. I was just thinking about what you were, when you're talking about like the busyness of life and not being able to step in and, and make that time, how I, I thought of the, the, the scripture, uh, where it, where it says, uh, pray without ceasing like that. Uh, it's that continual connection with God as you go and, and being it, like you said a minute ago, just being able to see God in those things because God speaks a hundred different ways. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a passage somewhere in Job. I, I forget where it's at, but it's somewhere in Job. It says God speaks one way now another. Um, and it's, he's just talking about how, how God speaks in various different ways to us, and it's our job to be attentive to hearing Him. Um, he's continually speaking. The problem is most of the time we're not listening. Um, we've got a. I think that's part of the walk of a believer is learning how to transition from the physical and uh, and mind, will, and emotions side of us to walking in the spirit. Learning, learning to perceive what God's doing around you as you go, and um, and be able to hear His voice. I mean, we we just talked about that a little bit this morning in the pastors meeting too. You know, just the the ability to um, to hear God's voice. God says, "My sheep know my voice." So, having people around you is uh, is a good rule of thumb. Um, being able to be open and honest with people, uh, being able to tell God your heart, like I, whether I like to admit it or not, I have to tell God sometimes not so much for God, but more for myself. Like God, my heart ain't, my heart's jacked up and I need you to, to fix it or mend it or help me to see beyond what I've experienced in the past and see what you're doing now. Just be willing to ask them. Um, 
because God isn't bound by time and God can redeem time. And I've experienced that in like you, you think like, I got to get all these things done or I got to, I got to, I got to, when you try to manufacture things or force things, a lot of times in my life, God doesn't even, like you can't conjure up God. Uh, he's not like a genie and you can just say, well, God, I've, I've made this time for you. So come on. <laughs> and a lot of times God is like, I, cause that won't require any faith. Right. So a lot of times God is like, just be faithful and ask and listen and look. And I might connect with you while you're washing the dishes. I might connect with you while you're taking your boys to the cross country. I might connect with you while you're cleaning the house. I can put something on the radio. I can put something on a podcast. I can. And the great thing now is in today's time, you have a computer in your pocket. (laughs) You can listen to the Bible in all kinds of different languages and accents and, and, it's not so much, it's funny, we just talked about this yesterday, and, and you brought it up, and you extended kind of Sunday's reading from Jeremiah 7, 1 through 11 to 1 through 15, when he's talking about Shiloh right. and destroying Shiloh, and the whole reason he did that is because they literally thought they had God in a box, yep. and we're carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and thought, as long as we're carrying this thing, we're going to be okay, and they lost the whole reason why God was protecting them. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that sometimes. Like my box lately has been in my garage when I'm exercising or praying. And so God is trying to get me out of that box of my garage and to grow into something new. And to be honest with you, I've been reluctant because I'm like, God, I like this, yeah, this box. Is kind of a comfortable <laughs> yeah. spot to hang out. <laughs> Why would you want me to yeah. get do something different? Yeah. And, whether we like to admit that or not, is you know we're creatures of habit. Yeah, it's it's what just stuck out to me what you said a minute ago. You said uh, you know God can redeem things like that was literally our prayer last night. I was I was praying with Austin and we we're just looking at the seasons. Um, you know we're coming to the end of a pretty hectic busy season for us, and uh, we're praying into the next the season to come. And I was just I was praying I was praying God. Um, redeemed to us the time lost in that period. Um, you know, there's, we went through this whole period of just like life being chaotic and, uh, not being able to focus as much as I would like to on discipleship of our kids and one another and growing together in, in that way. Um, and now we're getting ready to go into this new season where a lot of that time and stuff is going to be freed up. Um, and it's easy for us as, as people to when we find ourselves with time that we didn't have before to fill it with just randomness, um, just fill it back up with stuff that doesn't mean anything or, uh, fill it up with busyness work. Um, and I'm trying to be really intentional about guarding against that. So I was just praying and going, God, you redeem this time to us. Um, you know, as we're, seeking your face and we're trying to step out in boldness and confidence and faith into what you're calling us to, um, help us to stay in that space, to, to only step when you say step and to, um, 
to be in a place where we're growing closer together and closer to you day to day. Yeah, that's um, that's good stuff. I, you know, it's you talk about redeeming things. I've ex- experienced that in my own life to where, like, you think I've got all these things to get done today. They're gonna. I know how long they're gonna take, and I'm not looking forward to it. Or I know, like God, I'm not. I feel bad because I'm not gonna have that time with my kids or my wife. And you, you get ahead of God and start telling him how your day's going to go. And then you get in this irritated mindset and you'll miss that God will change something in your day or cancel something or somebody won't need what you thought they did and he'll redeem that time. Or it might not be necessarily time or as much time. It'll, it'll be like you think, well, we, me and my wife need to have two hours to, to hang out, and God can make something special happen in 30 minutes. Yep. Or, you know, we need half a day to go on a date. Or, and you can have just as meaningful and special a time going to Bojangles and sitting on your tailgate and talking, you yeah. know, yeah. rather than having to go downtown and... uh sit by the river and make reservations and, you know, don't limit God to what you know. I think another thing that just kind of jumps out at me about this conversation about the dry season is that, um, you know, even, even in nature, we have a dry season, right? Like it's, it's necessary for us to have seasons. Um, we go through seasons of massive growth. We go through seasons of, of harvest. We go through seasons of all the leaves falling off. <laughs> um, and, and then the winter, um, the, uh, there's a, there's a video on YouTube from Jonathan and Melissa Hessler or Helser. That's, I think it's Helser. Um, they're, uh, they're the ones that do, uh, that song, no longer slaves. And, um, Melissa Helsler is is talking about the necessity of seasons and actually the title of the video is taking or talking about the necessity of seasons. Um, and she's talking about how God spoke to her sitting on her back porch at her, at their cabin in the mountains. And she was like, you know, I was sitting on, sitting on the porch in the cabin in the mountains and it was winter. And in the winter in the mountains, you can look out and see through all the trees and you can, you just like look out and you can see for miles. Um, and she was like, you know, I was sitting there and I was looking at that and, and God had asked me the question, do you think the trees mourn the loss of their leaves? And she was like, no, God, that's silly. Uh, and he was like, no, because, because they understand the necessity of seasons. They understand that, that this season of their leaves falling off is, is necessary for the season of growth that comes in the spring. Um, and that, that dry season of barrenness that happens in the winter is is, is necessary for the leaves that hit the ground to become fertilizer for the soil that brings nutrients to the tree and allows it to grow and thrive. Um, and it was just eye opening for me. The first time I heard that, I was just, I was thinking about, because, because you, you don't, we don't perceive the spiritual seasons that we go through quite as clearly as we do the physical seasons that happen around us. But the pairing of those two helped me see, 
because I've been through some pretty crazy seasons spiritually where, where you feel overwhelmed or where you feel like, God, where are you? I mean, do look at David in the Psalms, you know, like there's, there's these periods of God, where are you? You know, I'm crying out for you. And my enemies are all coming at me and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then like right after that, you'll see him, you know, just crying out, God, you're so holy and amazing. And it's crazy how you, you know, it's like, and it's just like this up and down and it's, 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 it's David going through these spiritual seasons and, um, and just unaware of it. Um, but he's still seeking God's face through it. And I I think it's an encouragement to us as believers to look at that. Even, even King David, the guy that, that, that God said, you're a man after my own heart, went through seasons of dryness, went through seasons of, of being, feeling separated from God. Um, but God uses even that to to put nutrients in the soil that we're putting our roots down in, and hopefully that's uh, that's kingdom things that we're rooted in. Seasons are definitely necessary, and like we talked about a little bit yesterday, or um, most people have to experience something; they can't just be told. And thankfully. We live in a place or a state that has all four seasons, and it makes you appreciate oh, yeah. the warmth because you don't you get to experience the cold and the dryness and the bareness of, and, and that makes you appreciate when the warmth and the growth comes, and then. And we're then in August this, comes, and then <laughs> you're like, then you you know. We're always complaining. You complain, it's yeah. too hot. It's too cold. It's too wet. It's too dry. But it makes you appreciate when the when the rain comes, when the yeah, when the dryness comes. You know, it helps you to realize like God takes care of us, yeah, and gives us what He knows we need, and not so much what we want all the time, because we don't really know what we want, right. But I think even you know even like just just talking about that, I mean that was that was part of our prayer last night, like looking forward into the season to come and and having experienced the seasons and kind of somewhat knowing what's coming next, um, coming out of what we're in now. Um, my prayer changed, you know, it went from a God create opportunities for me to pour out, create you know create you know it went from that style of you know, that intention and prayer to God surround us by, by godly spiritual couples that are, that are way deeper than we are, um, that, that are going to be able to pour in and, and that are, that are going to be conducive for the growth that comes in the next season. Um, and being able to pray intentionally like that for my wife and my kids, I wouldn't have been able to do that 10 years ago. I wouldn't have had the the, I wouldn't have been able to see that having not gone through the season that God just brought us through. Um, so it's just, it's really, it's neat to see how God uses the things that, uh, that we don't really understand. Um, and that sometimes, like you said, we're frustrated or, or, you know, like, uh, complaining about when we're going through it to prepare us for the next thing to come. Um, I think if we can, as believers, have the maturity to be able to humble ourselves and and know that God is in control of it, and that He always and only does what's right for us, 
it'll help us look at those different seasons that come in a different perspective. It, it convicts me just like when you're in a season of busy, busyness or when you're in a dry season, instead of, you know, human nature, instead of complaining about it, it convicts me to realize like, God, give in this season of busyness, in this season of work and pouring out, Instead of asking God to take it away from me, God, give me the strength to endure and to do this well and to be faithful and obedient so that when that time of rest and reflection comes, you will enjoy it and embrace it and not be just complaining again about God. I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to do. And... Yeah, I think another thing is like being able to put the flag in the sand and and the things that God has said um, is it is another encouragement for those seasons of dryness, of being able to go, well, what has God called me to, and what what has He laid out in front of me, and am I still doing that? Because a lot of times those those periods of silence aren't God being silent as much as it is us not having done what He's asked us to do. We don't. <laughs> We talk about that every week, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm glad because I need to be reminded yeah. all the time of, you know, it's not so much that God isn't speaking, it's, it's probably more of, I haven't, I've been reluctant to do what he's asked me to do, yeah. and God's just waiting on me patiently and tenderly, and and uh, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's funny, that, uh, we were talking right before we started recording this, uh, and uh, God recalled something from Romans to me because I was in Romans this morning. Um, I was talking about judgment, um, about how we shouldn't, shouldn't be the, you know, judgmental of people who are, are fallen in sin because we do it ourselves. Um, and the, and the warning is basically, he says, don't you see, or, or the, the, what follows the warning, he says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sins? Like that. It's a process that we all go through. And I was just watching a video this morning of, uh, of one of the worship pastors at a church that we used to go to. And he was sharing like a daily devotional thing. And he was talking about how uh, God had spoken to him uh, earlier the week in that week and how God had basically like challenged him to, to step it up in, in something. Um, and he was like, you know, it's, you know, e- here I am even at, you know, 65 years old, um, God's still breaking things off of me and he's still, he's still not just leaving me where he found me. He's still continually driving me forward. And, um, you know, just being in that place of humility of, of just going, you know what, um, rather than passing judgment on this other person who's, who's at a different, uh, phase of their walk or a different, um, a different, um, trial that God's placed in front of them. Maybe we've already been through that, or maybe it's something that we didn't have to go through because of who God created us to be. Um, everybody's a little bit different. But instead of looking at those things from that judgmental perspective, turning turning the finger back to yourself and going, you know what, in in comparison to God, um, 
we're all just worms, <laughs> you know, like we're all just a hot mess. And he still loves us with this unconditional love and, and is so patient and kind with us through it. And it's, and it's to turn us to repentance so that we'll be more like him because he knows that being more like him is what's best for us. And, uh, we don't, you know, that kind of love is nobody else can love us like that because whether we admit it or not, our love has conditions. Yep. Uh, we might not recognize that, but when you get put in the heat of it, you, you'll realize like my love has stipulations or conditions and, and God doesn't love us like that. And so we don't always understand it. And, um, I'm grateful, you know, and I was just thinking about, uh, kind of a illustration or analogy of that. And we talk about it all the time, like leaders lead from the front. They walk into things first. They're the first in, last out. And most of the time when you push somebody, it's a lot harder to push somebody than it is to to pull them. Absolutely. And I'm grateful sometimes, even though I'm you know kicking and screaming, I'm grateful that God drags me through things. But he's always in front. You know, he's always like, what you know, follow me, watch me. I've already done this, I've already been there. And even though sometimes you can't see because you got mud all over your face and it's cloudy, whenever you get through that mud and into the pasture, you're like, God, I had no idea this was here. Thank you. But if you're being pushed and kind of the guinea pig, and <sighs> thankfully God doesn't treat us that way, but if you're kind of like just telling people what to do, do what I say, not what I do, people are just can't deal with that and they when when you push when you physically push somebody it's easier for them to just roll off yep and go a different direction but when you're pulling somebody it's hard you can't really do anything you you you're just you know in it yep that's good stuff all right well um dry seasons i think the advice that i heard to kind of pull this all together is seasons are necessary uh, in the dry season stand on what our God has already revealed um, have wise and godly counsel around you and trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding <laughs> and always acknowledge him and he will direct your paths amen uh, I think it's you know that's uh, that's the the dry dry seasons are there for a reason and um, and the leaves that fall create nourishment for the spring so um, don't mourn the loss of your leaves um, be okay not being okay yeah uh, have people around you I'm gonna pray for us before we end this one. hey so never uh, a bad thing yeah. <laughs> God, oh man, I just want to thank you for the life that you give us, Lord. Thank you for the seasons. Thank you for the ups and downs that we go through in this life, God, for the uh, the way that you speak, for the, the intentionality of who you are, for being a, a God who 
sees us and knows the the innermost parts of who we are. You knit us together in our mother's womb. You know, you know our thoughts from afar. You know, you know what's going to come out of our mouth before we say it. God, I just pray that you uh, you give us confidence in you, Lord, that that we would walk in truth and that we would understand that that you're a good God and that you always and only do what's right for us, God, that, that you're, you are who you say you are. And God, I pray that you help us to center ourselves up with you, that, that we would be about your business and, and not trying to just hashtag Jesus on the things that we're doing. Uh, but that we would be aware of you that, uh, that when we do lead, that we would be leading from, from the confidence of the truth of the word of God that, um, you know, when we, when we step out to lead, we'd step out with boldness and confidence in who you are, that, uh, that we would, we would put in place things that, um, that keep accountability with one another, God, that we'd be an encouragement to one another as we see each other step out in boldness and confidence and faith. God, you you change us through that process of refinement as as we experience the the mess of this life and and then we stand in confidence of who you are. You break things off of us and shape us more into your image. So God, I just pray that you help us to every listener, God, that that hears this, Lord, that that you help us to have the the spiritual eyes and ears to hear and see what you're doing around us, Lord, that, uh, that we would have confidence in who you are, that we wouldn't mourn the loss of our leaves, Lord, but that we would understand that the season that we're in is necessary for the development. Uh, God, that we would understand, like, like James said, that, that we would count it pure joy when we face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of our faith produces endurance. Um, God, help us to be more like you. Help us to to be a good example of you to the world around us, God, that when they see us and they see our love for one another and they see um, the gifts that you've placed in us utilized from a place of love, that it would point them to you. Uh, thank you for who you are. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, that is the Walking Together podcast. Kyle's not here. Kyle's normally the technical guy so i'm gonna try to sign us off as best i can um if you enjoy listening to this podcast like subscribe share share it with somebody uh that you think needs to hear it um if you want to please ask us a question about anything you've heard or something you want to know more about um you can go to gatheringsurfcity.com slash wtp WTP stands for Walking Together podcast and comment on there. Uh, if you want to know more about what's going on here, the website, the Gathering app, search for it. Uh, you get any information you want. But uh, thank you for being with us, and uh, we hope to hear from you. Later. Later.